everybody welcome back to another episode of the fn story i am joined alongside a content creator journalist and a friend of mine unamused bryson how are you doing today i'm doing good gun what's up with you uh, not too much today's been um a nice one i lost power earlier so like i had to go outside oh, yeah. and do stuff and that i got always, a bunch of stuff tough. done sunlight dude sunlight first thing in the morning make your day 10 times better yeah, I normally try and do that. I'll walk outside in my boxers to let my dog out and just, yeah. like, stand there for five minutes, soak it all in. till like, a neighbor sees you and they call the police or something. <laughs> I have pretty good cover. Like, on the one <laughs> side, there's trees blocking it. The other side, it's um my, my garage. So there's not yeah, really yeah. anyone that can see me. Otherwise, I would kind of feel bad about it. But, yeah, I try to walk the dog in the morning, too. He's right back Smart. there. He's hanging in for the podcast. What, what a cutie. What's his name? Calvin. Calvin. Oh, he just heard you. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> he's, he's ready. He's ready to play. So. All right. So let, let's dive in. Uh, I want to just go into like something trending right now because as we're recording this, Ninja has started his first stream on everything. Like not YouTube and Twitch. Literally YouTube, Twitch, Twitter tiktok instagram facebook he is live on all of them and this is new for like large creators I i've seen a few other people try and do this but looking at the numbers dude's kind of popping off like what is your general thoughts on this and what'd you think when he announced this the other day yeah i mean and it, this goes in well with other things we plan to talk about today because he's he's really utilizing mass media uh to like the far uh, biggest extent possible um it's it's crazy because you talk about like you haven't seen a lot of like larger creators do this yet but you've seen some smaller creators do that and i think a big thing is like fear of like losing um their reputation on a certain platform like ninja had to give up his partnership to be able to do this on twitch because twitch only allows you to multi-stream on tiktok you can't multi-stream onto like YouTube and Twitch at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they did announce the other thing the other day where you could do it like multiple different times so you could stream on YouTube at other times now because originally as a partner you couldn't. But he had to get rid of that, which definitely takes away some monetization on his Twitch because he makes definitely makes more, takes more of a cut from ads, subs, everything as partner. But I think, honestly, like you just said, it's popping off. I think that's going to be uh, – I mean, I think that'll – he'll end up doing better uh because of that but i think it's it's crazy because it's it's cool seeing uh a creator decide to not limit himself to just one platform and you know i've seen some stuff i saw somebody post on social media a great point with how creators limit themselves to one platform that could easily with the click of a button completely end your career by getting rid of your uh hmm. platform um whereas now ninja is open to so many different uh different aspects within the streaming game uh so I, I i'm excited to see where it goes i'm hoping that like it's not just gonna be like a one two day thing and then it kind of flops after that like everybody's like okay we checked him out on the day he did it for the first time and then everybody stops i'm hoping it kind of paves the way and uh and also you know what i think it's good for other uh uh sites too because it kind of gives that uh and i have always said this i've always said it's a good thing when for it's a good thing for twitch and for twitch streamers when a twitch like a big streamer leaves for youtube because that just creates good competition 
that means Twitch is going to start trying to step their game up and they're going to start doing things to help make it better for other Twitch streamers so they don't have other people leave, yada, yada, yada. So I think it's good uh, for the streaming community as a whole because it's just going to make sure that multiple different platforms are going to start up in their game. We could see TikTok start partnering with other creators. Like it, overall, I think, I think it's going to, I hope it plays out really well. So yeah, I'm with you on that. And Ninja's been a trailblazer pretty much mm -hmm. the entire last five years of oh, his yeah. life is you know he was one of the first major content creators to go on like talk shows on tv yeah. not yeah. just like on some other creators talk show and mm -hmm. he was doing things he signed that huge deal with mixer he was one of the first to do that got a freaking bag and then they closed down so that's also mm -hmm. sick um and got a bag I, after they closed down from him too <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. interested to see like who follows in his footsteps because everyone's going to be watching this right now. And I'm sure there's a ton of creators and I'm sure Ninja had a deal to sign with a platform to stream with them. And either it wasn't good enough or someone in his team, as well as him was like, let's try this, see how this works. And worst case scenario, he could just go sign a deal to be exclusive somewhere else after he uses this. So it'll be interesting to see. Just wanted to, to like touch on that and is that i guess you're a twitch partner so you can't technically do that have you thought about streaming on multiple platforms um before i knew that it was like against partner tos i was like oh maybe i should try this now granted i do not have the streaming pc to even i've tried streaming tiktok and twitch at once and i can barely like it lags a ton okay. my stream pc is not the best my gaming pcs are at i need to get that upgraded uh Whereas like Ninja right now, I'm sure his like he has to have like the best of the best quality. I mean, he probably already does, so it's not like <laughs> Trey has like five streaming PCs in that I, room. Yeah, I tuned into his stream. He had a guy making sure all the streams yeah. were working well. So Yeah, you know. he's he's got it figured out. He's been planning this. I mean, they had that whole uh like little show we had with on site when he was playing with Cypher and then got off and um and you're right, Ninja has been a trailblazer. I mean, that he literally is like I like think of like what made streaming big so like it was obviously like a popular thing but it was not like a household thing like people not everybody knew about esports in the twitch world until like beginning of Fortnite when ninja blew up and everybody was like whoa you can make a full career doing this yeah it was that blue haired kid that was it just was, yeah. everywhere yeah. and then like now you could ask somebody like can you name one streamer 90 percent of people probably go straight to ninja even oh, yeah. if they have no idea like what twitches even um so all right well i was interested to hear what somebody else's thoughts were on that and where it was but let, let's talk about you a little bit i'm interested do you want to go tournaments or you want to go writing first or where do you prefer bryson um i you know what i'm whatever you're more interested in hearing me talking about right away i'll get into it all right let's do the writing because I, i've enjoyed um writing myself that's where i got yeah. my career started and i know that you've been writing for esports.gg for a while now you also write for your school if i'm correct and... i did i did not anymore okay i took a break from that nice and so tell me about that like what do you write about what has that experience been like for you um and just general thoughts yeah so i mean first off gotta give props to you for you literally are the one that got me uh my job at with esports.gg 
Well, thank you guys you. don't know, Gunn is a great writer too. He might not be writing as much these days, but he is an OG uh, within the Fortnite writing scene. Um, so you got me that. You helped me out big time. But uh, yeah, and I've always been, I've always been a writer. I always loved creative writing. Um, I had my times in like high school uh, where I kind of would uh, hate writing for a little bit because of just the whole uh, educational system and being forced to write about things that you don't enjoy. Um, but refining that after high school and uh, doing it not even just in journalist, uh, journalism ways, I really didn't get into journalism until the past year. Uh, before that, I was writing music. Um, I write screenplays. I work on my own like uh, screenplays and stuff uh, that I write. Um, but uh, I really got into uh, journalism starting, I was in a class in college at Illinois State University. And uh, I, we, I'm a P PR major, but I was in a class for journalism uh, just because it was one of my electives. And we had to run this blog. And I was like, I'm going to run mine on eSports because like, that's literally what I deal with daily uh is with streaming and stuff so i was like that'd be kind of cool so i started writing about esports and um the uh professor he like had was the head of the uh, isu's paper uh and he was like hey we isu's trying to do a ton of stuff with esports we have nobody talking about it so we'd love for you to try and highlight that so he told me that i was like okay cool so i got in there uh started helping him out would get something on their paper like once a week and that's when you and me were casting um, for that elite tourney and you had mentioned that and I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm trying to get more into that. And you're like, well, they need more people. And then you got me that. And I've been, that was back in January and, uh, been writing for esports uh, GG ever since. And I think, um, and you know, since then my, I've really upped my, uh, not just writing skills, but like obviously the amount I write and stuff doing it actually for, career wise uh but there it's it's something when you know you start writing and um you're writing about things you're actually passionate about because like i primarily write mainly about fortnite stuff whether it's fortnite news fortnite guides uh or fun little quirky fortnite articles about you know the top five best uh limited time game modes that i've ever seen the light of day in fortnite um and then okay. here and there we're like you talked about the ninja thing. I literally wrote something yesterday about his announcement, stuff like that. So um, I think uh, the uh, writing aspect of it uh, is really still important within just the esports community. Uh, so I think there's still like a big need for that. And I don't think people realize that as much. Um, so that's, that's a, uh, especially with Fortnite, because uh, we have, our game has literally like the youngest fan base out of most uh competitive esports games um so i mean you are and with mass media like we're talking about with ninja and stuff uh with all these different types of ways to get news out there with the younger generation reading might not be something that is as much as their favor as being able to watch a quick tiktok on the news um of it so I think that's why writing is so important to get things out there because to keep that alive kind of, cause I mean, you can look at it also as like an art form uh, to keep writing in the picture, keep people uh, constantly, uh, constantly reading. And, uh, and you know what, at the end of the day, like I do think, you know, some people will release four or five minute news videos and there are moments where like, 
you're uh where i would definitely part of so there's times where i definitely enjoy sitting back and actually watching a video rather than reading like an article about it but there's right. also times where it's like i see a headline say i see a headline for like this news and it's like it says it's like a five minute video and i'm like on the run or i see the headline for a little article and i'm on the run i'm much more inclined to click on that article and like skim through it really quick and kind of get like the idea that uh that i want from it so yeah that's um i mean uh that's kind of like my spiel on writing right now, but you like, I mean, what do you, what do you like? You used to be, you write yourself. Like you used to write for esports.g. Like you have any like uh, importance yourself to it? Like that you think about? Yeah. So I never liked to write when I was younger, just like you. Mm -hmm. And then in college I, I wrote a ton, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of research papers. And I, I really enjoyed that process of like learning things and then getting what you learned onto paper in a way that made sense yeah. for other people to understand it. And I think that process, whether it even just be for like writing that ninja article for you, you could probably easily throw words out there and it wouldn't make sense to other people, but mm -hmm. it would make sense to you. But then crafting all those thoughts in your brain onto a piece of paper, I, I love doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really interesting because writing as much as I did. So that was, I wrote for daily esports pre world yeah. cup and then through the world cup. Um, I probably finished like one of the f chapter two ish of Fortnite, like early chapter two. Um, and then I also had a couple ghost written articles and like Reuters and things like that. But cool. it's uh, such a cool process to be able to explore your thoughts, write them down and then read it back. OK, this doesn't make sense. This is a solid sentence. Let's mm -hmm. work around that. Yeah. And sometimes you don't do that, right? Sometimes it's like, oh shit, this news just broke. I need to write this as quickly as possible. You throw it to the editor, let them do that and make yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the editor. That's the, <laughs> that's the best part about it is like thinking about, uh, I think about like high school papers and how much I would proofread it. And I'm like, obviously I still proofread my work, but it's not as like, I'm not getting graded on exactly what I wrote. Like if I miss something, we got that editor that's there that will fix it for me. So yeah and within fortnite like you mentioned i think it's really important to have written articles uh something we discussed on the fortnite podcast with monster and panda was reno wrote a thread about how competitive fortnite is lacking any kind of like mass media written content mm -hmm. which it is um but the problem is i've written those articles no one reads them literally no one gives a fuck about competitive Fortnite that's going to read articles and maybe they do right mjp is someone that's been doing that for a long time and yeah, clearly he wouldn't be continuing to do that if absolutely no one read them but at the same time you could write a guide of how to do this challenge within Fortnite versus an interview with booga and how to do the challenge would get infinitely more clicks than an interview with booga because no one cares about a written article with uh, mm -hmm. with arguably one of the greatest players of all time. And, you know, it may accumulate stuff over time, but it's a weird spot, man. Um, and that's yeah. ultimately why I stopped is because I didn't care to write anything other than the competitive articles. Yep. Um, and, you know, Mally, he was always trying to be a good dude. He's uh, is he like still director or head of content or. Yeah, he he. uh. Yeah, he yeah, he saw the content director. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, and he was always like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, bro, I don't care about that. Like, I'm not going to write about something I don't care about. And credit to him, like, he was one of the best bosses to work with. Uh, very flexible in things. And then eventually he was like, all right, dude, you haven't written anything in three months. I think this is officially, like, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, I mean, and that's what happens. Like, and it's tough because, like you said, like, there's so much better content within like the interviews and like a lot of the stuff going on in the competitive competitive scene. But unfortunately a lot of those just like fluff articles are what are selling. Like, like that's what people are wanting to click on. And I, I, and that's, and I'm sure that's a case. There's a case for that with multiple games. Um, but I definitely feel like you, and we talked about like the margins within like the age demographics. And I definitely think, you know, there's going to be, an interview with a pro CSGO player is probably going to have way more uh, readings with, and then an interview with, uh, you know, Booga, like you said, just because of the age difference of players there, you know, you have in the twenties, more people viewing that competitive scene. Whereas even realistically though, at the same time, like Fortnite's still is such a bigger game. Um, and there and are that, plen- plenty of like older people playing the game too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that was a big thing is like, you know, being a uh, streamer, content creator and being 25 within the scene, um, everybody loves to throw like the boomer word out for me, <laughs> uh, for any of us. And I'm like, and so I'm like thinking sometimes I'm like, am I old for, for playing this game? Then I realized I'm like, no, oh, there's still a lot of like content creators that are full time in their thirties or people that are just playing for fun that are still in like their thirties, forties or whatever. So I'm like, there's definitely a good eight, like there's definitely older people playing it, but it's the, you're right. It's, it's tough when it comes to the people reading it because there's so much, there's so much good content out there to be seen, to be read. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there has to be a lack of attention span that within the Fortnite community, people just want to have things thrown at them fast and they can see it and then be done. Um, and I think, you know what? I think I love it. I love Twitter. Uh, but that platform itself definitely has uh, made that tough for people to want to read because it's so easy just to get the news you need in one uh, just tweet. one tweet. Yeah. yeah. And so people read that and that's good. That's all they need. And then maybe they'll read the thread a little bit and see if there's more. But yeah, no, I mean, it, I don't think it's strictly even esports and gaming things like you look around yeah. Like a lot of media is going the way of like those fluff articles. You know, you you see an article like the queen was killed and then it's just like dot, dot, dot. And then you find out, no, she just died from yeah, exactly. illness and old age. Um, but it's it's crazy to me that all this now within Fortnite has continued, right? Because I'm sure the guides that you do and the articles you write do a lot better than the things that I was writing for esports.gg um, <laughs> because, like, you have a, a different interest than me, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and that caters to more of a general audience, whereas, like, I was that guy only writing about FNCS or DreamHack and anything besides that was not interesting to me but also not interesting to really anyone so where do you see like you as a writer like what do you want to do moving forward with your position or is there different kinds of content you want to put out through the written medium like what do you think is next for you 
Well, you know, I would love to see more larger uh, content creators and competitive players within maybe not even just the Fortnite community get involved in the writing scene, not in the sense of them writing, but like even just like a, a tweet, like being like, hey, like say you wrote an article about Booga and you put it out. There's more than likely if that happened right now, he's not going to post it anywhere. Uh, but if like just say even like a retweet could help with the numbers so much and just spreading a little bit more awareness to the writing side uh, with media because it's still a really uh, relevant uh, form of uh, media art whatever you want to call it uh, and so but it just needs it needs that push now because like I said people are so into uh, video especially video styles of media or just really short form styles of media the only real way that you're gonna be able to get people to click on your articles nowadays if you clickbait it pretty much and at that point it's like okay are you really being true to the form of it there if you're gonna post like a art like you just said with the queen thing if you're gonna post some type of uh title that has nothing to actually do with your article just to uh like i say leave that for youtube like don't be doing that uh with the writing side of it but that being said like i love writing for esports um i don't really see myself writing journalism wise for anybody else um nice. for like uh for it, really any other type of like genre either it would be kind of cool i've always thought it was just because of how many movies i watch to be like an investigative journalist uh hmm. and like uh get like really into some like crazy stuff but then i'm like that's where a lot of people end up missing and then you never <laughs> hear anything from them so like maybe i want to get into that you um, can do it within the esports space i'm sure there's a cut like a ton of unwritten stories about some That's like scheme true. or scam that <laughs> happened i mean that like, is I, really true if i that is a good that is a good idea like if i was given a lead on like hey we think this player might have been cheating somehow or whatever and then i start investigating into that then i'm like the one who exposes it that's a way to get the article seen i guess uh, yeah there i mean that that's a story that's a good story um yeah, I mean, I love writing that. Like I said, I also write my own screenplays and stuff too. So I'd love to see uh, one day in the future something I write with that actually get picked up by like a production company. But that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing right there. So, what's uh the most recent one, or one that you're working on or just finished? What's it called? Uh, the one I just finished is called The Bunker Diaries, and the one I'm working on right now is called Erasing Mindy Kaufman. Have you thought oh. about like publishing anything as like a book or you, you write them strictly as screenplays? I write them strictly as screenplays. I've never, I've never written as like a book style. Um, I actually have a friend. She does that. She writes like teen fiction. Uh, and I've never, I mean, I could try it. Uh, it's definitely, I like the screenplay style of writing more. And I think that's just because I'm first off like a huge movie guy, love films. Um, but also, uh, I like the formatting, too, of writing a screenplay. It's obviously very different than formatting a uh, uh, book. And, you know, screenplays, you're telling a story with pictures, basically, because you're writing it for a film. Uh, so it's a little bit different, a little bit more direct, because you're saying the actions and everything that everybody has to do. But, yeah, and uh, really all that, though, I mean, all the movie stuff aside, I, re I really hope to see that medium of uh, writing within the esports scene keep value and that it hopefully gains more value in the future it really it doesn't just depend i mean i like i said i can write the best article anyone's ever read right now 
but that doesn't mean people are going to read it. Uh, there needs to be uh, there needs to be some sort of support within the community too. People wanting to share it around. People wanting to uh, say like, "Hey, this is cool." Uh, so I re I hope there more awareness can get spread with that. That people realize like, "Hey, this is still like people are still writing stuff like good stuff here for you to read about. Good information." So because uh, words are powerful. I mean, words are talking about you know a video game, but like. At the end of the day, like, words are what changed the world, so, yeah. Yeah, I think there is room for written content, um, especially within the Fortnite scene. Like, one, I remember, I might be the last article I ever wrote. It was when Saf retired. I wrote oh, kind of yeah. like a legend of Saf and talked about what he did, and, you know, we don't really know what he's doing next. Uh, and he shared that it, people love when they get themselves oh, hyped good. up. So that was one of the ones that like got that external influence. And there was a decent bit of clicks. I don't know the numbers on it. Um, but you're saying like, it definitely helped like, Oh yeah. Whereas if you wrote that and he didn't share it, it'd be a lot. Yeah. Less. So, yeah. Do you think that Fortnite content will, where do you see Fortnite content going in general? Because I, I feel like right now we're kind of at a a down period, or at least it feels like it compared to previous times. Also, Fortnite has had some absurd numbers, so it's hard to keep those absurd numbers. And mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's always constantly comparing the peak to what is going on now, but it does seem like it's trending downwards as far as content. Where do you see Fortnite content trending, whether it be written visual uh anything dude that's a you know that's such a tough one because fortnite itself like i'll always always be like oh fortnite's it's on it's down like this might be the end of like fortnite being huge and then they'll do something that like blows it back up i mean like we look at like what zero build did back in uh spring and that brought a whole new player base uh to it i mean you still have some really large names like Tifu and stuff back playing the game whenever there's zero build tourneys. So it really it I don't it's hard to predict with Fortnite because they definitely have surprises up their sleeves to so I'm one can hope that they still have some stuff ready uh on the back end for if it really does start to go uh more downward that they're able to throw it out there and it's gonna bring a ton of people back. Um we got the invitational uh in uh it's uh, November, so you I'm curious to, that? to see how that. But yes, I'm actually uh, just got a press pass, so I'll be riding. Oh, hell yeah! There, so I'm hyped for it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I finally get to see you in person. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, we're doing like a. Are you coming early? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Okay, because I'm trying to do like a barbecue at my house like Thursday or Wednesday that week before the the stuff okay. goes on. Just have a bunch of people because I live right there, so might as well yeah. have all the homies out. I would out. totally be down. I would totally be down. Well, I think Matt's gonna let me like stay with him, oh, sleep yeah. on his couch. So, yeah, I mean it, that wouldn't be me like getting extra uh, an extra hotel hotel night. So that would be dope. Well, I'll keep you updated on that one. Getting yeah, closer. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat about but, that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, talking about that, like, I'm curious to see what that does numbers wise. Um, like if it's going to be like a huge viewership, like everybody wants to know what happens or if it's going to be a dud. 
Um, I mean, I, I'm hoping because it's the first thing they've done in person since world cup that it ends up like being huge that everybody wants to watch it. Um, but obviously I have no idea. Um, my goal that weekend is to get as much good press out there as possible to get people really into it. And, uh, I want to help it as much as possible, but you know, who knows? Um, and who knows Fortnite fans can be wild too. So <laughs> it might be all they, I don't know how, how people react and stuff, but it seems like, uh, it looks like ticket sales have been pretty good for it too. So as a uh, media wise, if they can, if they can, I, if that does well, then I'm hoping they complement off of that and figure out other ways to really expand, you know, their viewership and, it's everything they're doing. Yeah, this is a, a big test, the Invitational. And mm -hmm. I know Fortnite loves to, like, test things, look at numbers. So I'm curious as to, like, what they're going to consider this a success. Mm -hmm. Because what we could see might not be what they consider success. Because I'm sure someone will be like, at some point, screenshot the Twitch viewers be like, Fortnite's dead. It's the first uh -huh. land since World Cup and they don't have three million viewers. Like, okay, but like you can't just go from let me think. We're probably at twelve to twenty thousand right now for an FNCS. You can't just go from having that fan base to then having three million people, right? So yeah, exactly. Forty thousand might be like an absurd number if you consider mm. doubling your audience for an in-person event that would be wild plus i have no idea how many tickets we're gonna sell i would imagine it's a couple thousand um mm -hmm. i say we're gonna sell but fortnite's gonna sell <laughs> and um hey we're the fortnite community man so it we count yeah count it'll be there. fun i'm just a as a fan of competitive fortnite to finally get like the best of the best in yeah. the same room and no longer it's ping out the window no excuses as far mm -hmm. as region goes it's literally all coming down to like who is the best team at the end of the day so i'm super mm -hmm. excited to see that that's um something i've longed for for a while now hoping to see like the top players go at it mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be awesome um yeah i'm actually crazy hyped for this it's gonna be a good weekend oh, uh, yeah. it's coming up i mean it's literally in like two months from this weekend yeah and so. we'll see. You should try and get some like interviews and stuff. Reach out to players. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah. See if I can uh, just get like a quick before game for some and then hopefully hit up some of them that do well and get some after game interviews. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. People love to talk about themselves. So just like hype oh, them yeah. up and be like, yo, oh, yeah. you're the best. Do you want to do this for this website? That's sweet. That's a good <laughs> idea. Uh, but yeah. No, I'm excited. I really hope it I really hope it does well. And for you now, you've hosted your own tournaments as mm -hmm. a creator, but also kind of like a, an admin, essentially. Mm -hmm. How has running your own scrims tournaments, like you, you do pretty regular events for your community? How have you been received as far as those like players go and how have the tournaments been going for you yeah you know it's interesting uh seeing the player base that plays my tournaments because it'll range from i'll have uh kids that are just casual fortnite players and i've had pros jump in like i have uh 
I'll have like I remember one time I had like a lobby. Uh, this was like two weeks ago. I was running like solo scrims, ten dollar prize solo scrims. Everybody playing is just like casual, never earned money within the game, and then like scented comes in my chat and he's like, "Yo, how can I get in these?" So and all these kids are like, "Oh shit!" Like you got to be kidding me. I just lost. Uh, yeah, and it's, so it's it's funny watching that because I'm not like you look at someone like Manu who does like Vital and stuff, and that's a lot more like I'm not gonna say my stuff's not competitive, but it's more so like anyone can play. So like it's like there's the competitive side to it, but everybody's not playing with that same competitive aspect as if you're playing in like a really high ranked lobby, right? Where because um, there are definitely times in my tournaments where I'll watch people play because I do a lot of viewing parties for them and they'll make decisions where I'm like, Ooh, you just def that's definitely something you're not going to see in one of the higher, higher lobbies there because you just screwed yourself and the person you just went for pushing them in a terrible spot, stuff like that. Um, so it's, 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 it's a whole monster in itself because it's, it's fun, but it can also be chaotic in that same sense. Um, but I think that's what makes, I have a very, I have a very laid back discord server. It's not like, uh, East Open G2 or KNG type of Discord scrims where it's like really strict ran by times. I have my, I run something almost every single day. Um, might have like one or two days off a week. Um, and it's more, it's pretty laid back. Like uh, everybody can have a good time kind of chat. It's just kind of like coming in, having a little tournament. Um, but numbers wise uh, at the same time, like even though it's laid back, like it still brings in a lot of people. Like we're at, the highest I've had in my discord for ran numbers and tournaments. I mean, late game arena last week was like 300, 400 lobbies queued, uh, for a lot. Uh, well, not for one lobby. It's obviously 60, but like 300 to 400 people queued each game. Right. And I'd run like 10 games in one night. Jeez. Um, so it's like, it's like, it's, I'm at definitely at like an all time high. Um, uh, but it's, uh, like I said, it's more of a cat. It's like a casual competitive, uh, server or whatever so anybody's able to play um it's and you know i kind of market myself off of like a uh because i do like viewing parties and if it's like a scrim i'll probably play the scrim sometimes just to get like shit on uh <laughs> pretty fast but uh i like i like marketing myself as not just as like a dude that's hosting but like i still want my streamer persona to be in there because you you have a lot of like other streamers in the past that have hosted uh only hosted like i do but then they end up quitting because it's like oh people are watching me for the stream but they don't give two shits about me other than that uh watching other than my tournaments so like one thing i've like really tried to work on still is like keeping that somewhat like energetic comedic persona so it's not just me sitting at a screen talking about uh watching people play but i'm still trying to like at least make people laugh or interested or something within the game um so i still have that like streaming community and it's not just the tournament community that's coming to play and that's it so yeah you just get that buff when you do host tournaments and you're a pretty funny guy i, I enjoy your your humor <laughs> it's similar to the way i i like to joke about things so <laughs> it, it works for me yeah 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 um, i think uh I think my first time I ever made you laugh, I remember it, was when you posted that somebody took your name on Fortnite. And I was like, well, now you just got to do somebody else's gun. <laughs> I, I always was like, that was a great joke, Bryson, right? When I typed it up, I'm like, this is a golden joke. And I was glad you appreciated it. <laughs> There's some things you respond to me. I'm like, that is exactly what I would respond as. <laughs> so, like, 
and a lot of people probably look at us like that makes no fucking sense and yeah like, sometimes you just gotta say like the most wild shit and that's why like that's what's funny because <laughs> people are just like what uh, yeah exactly just yeah. It, you start getting those what's and it's perfect it's like all right uh-huh. i got you yeah, and I love I love doing that to Panda because he always <laughs> is like super thrown off. I'll like say something really random to him, and he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And I'm like, I, "Dude, I don't even know anymore." Like, just yeah, it just uh, popped in my brain. I threw it out I there. Cut it out. Yeah. That's the improv side of me. It's like once it's there, I just have to say it because my my whole uh, mindset with it is like, if you're constantly thinking of random shit to say that's funny. And you only say the ones you're super, you really think are going to do it every once in a while. Then there's, and say you have a 90% chance of your jokes flopping. Then you say that one joke you think is funny every once, every couple weeks and it flops and people are just going to look at you like, what the hell? But if you say everything that comes to your mind and 90% <laughs> of it flops, but then when one, when one flop, people are like, oh, that's just Bryson. But when you have that one good one, people are like, oh, that was funny. So that's yeah. how I think about it. So that's how I go about it. Oh, I like that. That's a great mentality about it. Um, wow. That was a little tangent. Uh, back to you as a streamer <laughs> in a tournament, like hosting tournaments. Do you feel like it's a burden at all? Because I've talked to a lot of people that run like tournaments regularly and it seems to be not sustainable, but you've been doing this for a long time and it seems like you still enjoy it. Just listening to you talk about running tournaments. Mm -hmm. And it might be because that casual competitive audience is probably where you want to be. Not like the Uber competitive people. Cause they're going to take that yeah. stuff way too seriously. But have you ever been like burnt out from just running tournaments? And do you have any cool stories about some dumb DMS you've got? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, I want to say I've been burnt out. I've definitely had like streams by the end of it where I'm like, I got to fucking get off, turn my computer off and not talk to a single person playing this game for another week. <laughs> uh, just because of, you know, you, but you host tournaments and kids, kids are going to get mad no matter what, if they die. So then people be trying to tell me somebody else was like griefing or not following the rules and then I'll look at it and I'm like, dude, you just, you got shit on. Like, accept <laughs> it, accept your fate, man. You can't just claim everybody's griefing. Um, and that's, that's the hardest part sometimes about having really good people come in and then they just destroy a lobby and everybody gets mad. And I'm like, well, I'm stuck in this like middle where I'm like, I want the larger people to play my tournaments because it gets my name out there, but then 95 other players in there are just pissed because they're all just doing terrible. Uh, but I wouldn't say at the same time, I have a very like shit happens mentality to where like if somebody gets mad, I kind of just tell them to like get over it. And then uh majority of my community responds well to that. And they're like, yeah, I guess you're right. And uh, it ends up creating a, I think a well-balanced and more fun, uh, atmosphere because most people um just come in to kind of have a good time and maybe possibly win some money uh but other than that they're just like oh well this is going to be fun practice and i can hopefully get some good entertainment out of it and that's what i'm trying to give to people so i i think i think that is a big one because you know i could have a night where i'm running solo scrims and 300 people queue up and it's crazy and then the next night I could be running it and 60 people queue up, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I think I've found a good love for entertaining and streaming to where like, even when those 60 people queue up, I'm still having like a good time. Uh, I think that's a big part of it is a lot of people are doing it. You, you have to like, obviously streaming tournaments will help bring in good numbers, but like you have to look, you can't let it get too much about that because once you do that, uh, you start looking at it more as like the job aspect of it as, Oh, you have to host this tournament. So all these people come in and I try still to look at it as like, Oh, well I got to host this, but like, this is going to be fun. Like I'm going to have a good time. And that's why I also think like, sometimes I'll do like zone wars and stuff too, because it limits my viewership a little bit, but it also just allows me to kind of vibe out and play with the community and talk with people. And if I die right away, I can watch others and, Maybe do some like commentating over them, whatever I want to do, just whatever happens in the moment. So, yeah. That's a good mentality to have because I feel like a lot of people, like I've even put myself in there, is like you let your mood decide, or you let the numbers decide what your mood is. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, inherently, you're just hurting yourself if like your stream's mm. not doing well or something like that. And then you're then not in a good mood. So, then why would the people that are actually there even want to stay yeah exactly um, and things just fluctuate it's the one of the hardest things that devin nash talks about it a lot is like if you go from 1000 views to then 3000 on one stream and then you average 1250 you're going to be upset that you're averaging 1250 even though you were just averaging a thousand like that entire month before and it makes no mm. sense right but learning how to deal with that is super important and yeah. you just enjoying being you and hanging out on stream sounds like the best way to do it. I, and I agree with you. Now, you know what? That was one of the biggest mentalities I had to change is realizing that there is always, no matter what spot you are in, um, there is always somebody below you that wishes they had what you had. So like I look at when I had one viewer, there was, there's still people below that that wish they had the equipment to set up a stream and even have one viewer. When I had 10 viewers, they, you know, it was the same thing. They're that, that same me when I had one viewer would have loved to have 10. I remember having five, 10 viewers and looking at people that average 25, 30. And I'm like, that is a dream to get to somewhere like that. And now like, it's so hard to be satisfied because I'll find myself averaging like a hundred and I'll look at someone averaging like 250 and I'm like, damn, like I would just love to be at that point. And then at the end of the day, you just got to realize like everybody's journey is different. Uh, some people might have a blow up overnight. Some people it might take time. Like that's just how it goes. Just do it for yourself. Have a good time. Um, find your niche, what you enjoy doing and just go from there. Hell yeah. Some great advice. That's getting clipped. Uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I appreciate you being real and just enjoying yeah. doing what you do because you balance a lot of things, right? You're still in school, you're writing, mm -hmm. you stream, and you're also in, in Zen. So Yeah, so I do a lot with them as their like, community manager and just helping sort things out there. Yeah, tell me about that. Like, What does that all entail? Um, it really just, I mean, a lot of it is, um, you know, I do a lot of things. Like I set up, I try to set up like little events with like on their stream and stuff or stuff in the Discord just to kind of keep everybody like talking. Um, I have like, grinder chats for like all the kids that are like zen what you want to call like a zen grinder or whatever and uh that are like just really big a part of the community so it's really just mainly about like keeping uh the community active and not it just being like everybody just uh watching like our youtube videos or watching like the pro players uh do well but instead it's like 
hey, I'm going to sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to go live and watch your guys's videos like uh, on the Zen stream or I'll get like some other Zen players. Like maybe I'll get like Bacon, who's one of our pro players to go live. And now all these like kids that are grinding for like the competitive scene in Zen will be like, oh, I want to get, you know, someone who's gotten top five in FNCS to watch one of my videos. And that's like a cool moment for them. So kind of like sorting a lot of that out. There's some other business side behind it that I do too. Like just like updating uh, spreadsheets and stuff with people's numbers and everything. But on the main side, it's mainly just like kind of keeping the community like in apt with each other and everybody just keep making it a good environment for everybody to be a part of. Nice. I, I like that. That's, um, necessary i feel like a lot of orgs don't necessarily have that community involvement the like mm -hmm. post content and then just hope that it does well but um, getting buy-in from people whether or not they know that it's buy-in like being able to participate in one of those like montage reviews or yeah, playing exactly, in like yep. a zen hosted zone war is huge because then they're inevitably more interested in that organization than just watching, like you said, Zen Bacon on stream or watching his highlights afterwards. You know, there's mm -hmm. a big piece which the esports community has the ability to do, which is include people. You know, in traditional sports, you can't necessarily go ahead and get LeBron James to go play against a yeah. bunch of like 5'10 kids, maybe 5'5", mm -hmm. and it be any bit reasonable you know occasionally you could have it be like oh look how cute this is he's playing with like some random kid but in esports there's more parity between people and even in, if you're the best like bacon might not win every single zone war game there's gonna be some kid that winds up killing him and that's like the best thing in the world for that kid yeah, he's like yeah, i exactly. just killed said bacon uh-huh so that's cool man is that the first or organization that you've been a part of the definitely the first like actual like a little bit larger org i mean early on in my streaming career i had some like smaller stuff that i would be a part of that was just kind of like instagram orgs you know that were just okay. like posting clickbait videos of people free building and that was kind of it uh but this is like the first big one uh that i've been a part of and i really enjoy it i enjoy not just being like a creator for them because i do do stuff on the creator side too being a little bit like having numbers like i'll get sponsorship still and stuff um through them because i'm a creator but also doing like the because you'll have people within orgs too that are a creator they'll get signed on as a creator and that's really all they do they don't like really interact much with people the community of the org and stuff like that whereas like you know there's still there is a large uh with all org uh, orgs, there's a large community that follows the org strictly and not just somebody that's in the org. So it's like, uh, I really think for, and I think for a lot of different people out there, they're really missing that extra fan base they could be getting if they really just were more interactive with whatever organization they're in and the fan base for that org. And I, I found that big time. Like I've met like all these really cool kids that are uh, big fans of Zen just because I interact with, you know, like the Zen, the people that are grinding for Zen or just wanting to be a part of the Zen community. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole new, not just fan base, but like friends that I've made throughout like this area right here. So nice. How long are, have you been with them? Since April, beginning of April. So like four months or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully that continues. Sounds like you're enjoying I would like it. To, I'd like to stay with them. Yeah, I like them a lot. 
Yeah, I, I would think they would like you too with all, all the work you've been doing and it seems like mm-hmm. you've been continuing to grow. So good luck, man. Hope hope that continues for you. Appreciate um, that. Of course, man. Now, lastly, okay. what else do you do besides create tournaments? You write, like, who is Bryson? Like, say you had to describe okay. yourself. So, outside of gaming and everything well we already know the writing and gaming i mean we can also put the journalism within gaming because it's literally i'm writing about gaming and everything um i'm a musician i mean you see my guitars in the background can you um, play a song before... can i play something i uh those guitars want to pick well up on this mic okay i know i'm putting you on the spot here uh but i actually was a touring musician before covid so from 2015 to 2019, um, multiple times a year, I would hit the road with a few other guys and we'd tour. Uh, so I did, a, I did that for a long time. Um, what kind of music w- would you play? It was like punk rock. Okay. So had a little bit of like an underground sound to it where it was a little like raw, uh, a little bit like... We've, we found our demographic was a little bit like less popular, but then it also created a, it was an easy fan base to grab because it was like having that like cult following that kind of found us or whatever. Cause we have like, I think we have like 10,000 monthly listeners on Spotify right now. Wow. Um, so uh, that was definitely something I did for a while. And then COVID happened. One of our members has like a family now. So it's just kind of like uh, life moved on. And that's how I kind of got, cause I started, streaming end of 2019 going into uh 2020 and that's where i got streaming is where i started my whole esports career so um so i did that i am a huge uh outdoors guy um i love hiking um outdoor activity skiing whitewater rafting uh a lot of stuff like that rock climbing um i was actually it's crazy i was in like I was never, I have not been in great shape since I was like a sophomore in high school and played sports. Um, and then, but I was still in good enough shape to do the things I liked, but I was still like, you know, I had that dad bod rocking or whatever and still like, wasn't exercising enough. Uh, yeah, (laughs) but I worked at like part-time, I worked at like a bar for the longest time. Um, so like just running around for 12 hour shifts some days bartending, um, kind of kept me, gave me that little bit of a. I wasn't really gaining weight, but I wasn't eating healthy or doing anything healthy with my life. And then over COVID, uh, I gained a ton of weight. I was up at like 250 pounds at one point. And um, I was just lazy, wasn't doing anything. And then I remember, I think it was like last summer, I went to Colorado, which is like my favorite state. Love Colorado. And um, I was hiking, a hike that I do literally all the time. Every time I go out there, it's a beautiful hike and I couldn't do it. I was like in so much Hmm. pain. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so out of shape. And then in the winter, I went skiing out there, and I could barely do it. And I'm like, dude, this is what I love doing. And that's when I was like, I got to make a change. So uh, been super active about uh, health, fit. Um, so completely, I mean, I've lost all that weight I gained over COVID, but now still, like, working Good on it. Good for you, bro. So we're down, like, 55-ish, 50 between fluctuates. I would say about, like, 53 pounds right now. That's big, uh, man. Congrats. Um, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So we're keeping that going. Uh, that way I'm excited for like this winter um, when ski season happens again and I can actually like be in like the best shape of my life and go crazy at it. Always in the gym. So I always try to promote health now. Um, I'd love to 
one of my goals, I'd love to find like some type of sponsor that, uh, cause I got, I got rid of like, I cut out all energy drinks. So I'm like done with like energy drink stuff. So I'm like, nice. I'd love to get a sponsor instead of like G fuel or something, find somebody that like sponsors within like the health aspect of like, whether it's like protein or anything out there that would be, uh, like being being able to be a creator and promote health because I've seen I've seen even you post about it. I mean, as what we do, so much of it is sitting in the seat. Like we gotta uh, make an importance of it, uh, especially for the competitive players that are playing that game twelve hours a day. Like, Dude, it's health, incredibly health important to like yeah. just even go outside and go for a walk because yeah. I I had a similar cycle like you of during COVID. Even probably three years before COVID, if I'm being honest, so you just being a jackass and doing nothing. And uh, then finally, it was a moment like, I, I got to stop being a fat ass. Like, Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And now I'm like in a weird state where I'm like, wow, I'm actually in like the best shape I've been in. And I'm still like getting in better shape. And now I like, there's like parts of me that'll like have like these random manic moments where I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to be able to do this. I want to learn how to whitewater raft in a kayak by myself down the colorado river for like a four-day trip or like sometimes Please don't like, do that by yourself <laughs> i would i would have to get like a team with me probably but i'm like what if i climbed mount everest one day man i'm like thinking of all these crazy shit that i'm like probably never gonna do but i'm like now that i'm actually like in good shape and don't feel awful like exercising i'm like oh so yeah that's me that's you that's a lot i'm glad that you've uh taking your health into consideration and even start promoting like healthiness. One thing mm. that stood out to me was you said no more energy drinks, which is something that I think is a massive problem within the esports and gaming community is how often these energy drinks are promoted. You got mm. ghost G fuel, uh, Red Bull monster and like all these other companies that are trying to do it. It's, and kids shouldn't be doing that. Like you shouldn't need energy as a like 14, 15 year old child to have to like have caffeine. And you know, maybe there's that one person that's like, yeah, but I have like this and that and I need caffeine. I'm like, okay, well fuck you drink your caffeine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's to me, I don't, I don't have any kind of like supplements that I take. Uh, like I'll take a vitamin, but I think just eating healthy, learning how to cook food so that you have like a balanced nutritional diet is huge and not relying on caffeine for your energy. Granted, I say that and I have a cup of coffee every morning. Um, still, it's still better than the chemicals and stuff that's putting energy drinks and everything. So yeah, coffee's Fair not enough. as, um, really water and sunlight. That's what you need. Uh, Water and sunlight, the second you wake up, pump your body with water and get 15 minutes of sunlight. That's what I've learned. One of the best ways to start your day, and it gives you so much energy. Oh, look, we got a doggo in the back. Yeah, that's Era. Era? Is she coming to say hello? Calvin walked out. He got really bored of the conversation. He was like, <laughs> I do not fucking care about Fortnite, man. You talk about this all day. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah, she comes in here. I, try, I put a bed in there, so I have like one in the corner like you do, and oh, she yeah, just... Yeah. She wants to lay on the couch every time. Yeah. So yeah. just Calvin will sometimes lay here and then he'll go in like my room or downstairs or some shit. Yeah. She's an awesome dog. She's definitely coming of... in here because she wants something. That's the only reason she comes <laughs> in here. She's like, I know I'm not supposed to be in here, so come let me outside or get me water. Yeah, she just perked up when I said that. 
We'll, we'll go in a little bit, Chief. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, did you ask what kind of dog she is? Yeah, what kind of dog is she? Um, she is a boxer mix. Um, so she's boxer, Staffordshire Terrier, and then like a bunch of other stuff. So she's a mutt. Um, nice. but yeah, Calvin's a mutt too. So I feel that the best dog, like so loving. It's mm-hmm. incredible. I've never had a dog that likes to cuddle as much as she does. Yeah. Calvin's super attached to me. So sometimes I'm like, and I think it's half cause I got raised him over COVID. So he's like a COVID dog. So he's like always with me, but yeah, same that's with her. Another thing, though, with my uh, health and Calvin's such an active dog is like being able to do long hikes with him and stuff. It's great. I love it. What's your favorite hike? You said you like going out to Colorado. Is there something that you really um, like a trail or something you'd recommend? Yeah. Have you ever been to Colorado? Uh, no. There's a lot of stuff within the Rocky Mountain National Park that's really cool. And there's a lot of big name hikes that will still that'll be kind of busy, but it's definitely worth to do. Like uh, one of my favorites is like Emerald Lake. Um, okay. It's beautiful. Um, and then there's some really like hard hikes that are like nine ten miles that are uh, like sky pond lake that uh less people are on because they're so much longer but i highly recommend so okay. if you ever get yourself out there rocky em- mountain national park emerald lake and sky pond lake got yep. it yep. i'll try and remember those i'm not good at remembering things well you you know where to get a hold of me if you ever go out there so yeah you're pre- pretty easy guy to get in touch with um, i'm there but Thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. We'll have to run it back sometime. I yeah. have a couple of questions. I don't know if you've watched any of these, so you may or may not have done your homework. But first of all, where does Unamused Bryson come from? So it actually comes from the name of my band that I said we toured all the time. Okay. Unamused Dave. So that's where I always had the handle on Amuse Bryson. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this by itself. So I just made it my name. Is your name actually Bryson? Because I've learned. My name is Bryson, yes. 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 Okay. So that's always a big perk is like with how people within the gaming industry are called by their handle. People actually just call me Bryson. because, and, But that's what they know me as by my handle. So I'm like, oh, people just call my name Bryson is what people call me as now because it's Unamuse Bryson. So. Yeah, there's some fakes out there, apparently, yeah, like Oliver. Oliver yeah. yeah, his name's not Oliver. That <laughs> wild to me. Um, Next, what is your favorite Fortnite skin? Ruby. Boom. Quick, easy oh, answer. Okay. And lastly, what are you going to be up to next? Where can people find you? Give yourself a shout, my friend. Um. Head over to my Twitch, Unamused Bryson. Uh, that's where a lot of my stuff happens. TikTok, YouTube too. We post videos daily. Uh, Twitter, where you can follow me. Unamused. Everything's Unamused Bryson. Nothing's different. Um, Twitter is I'm posting stuff every day. You can see my normal thoughts on everything going on within the esports world. And then if you go to esports.gg, you can see a lot of my written articles, which we talked about. So, Hey, make sure to go check him out, whether it be his written stuff or the videos or even the live content. Fun guy to hang out with and be around. Join his stream. If you like to play some tournaments, he's got you there, too. And uh, if you're a pro, I don't know about that, but, you know, we'll see. (laughs) 
<laughs> nah, just kidding. Um, and thank you guys at home for watching. Uh, appreciate you, whether you're on Spotify, some other podcast platform, YouTube. If you have any complaints, as always, send them my way. Somebody's gun on Twitter. You can shoot, shoot me a DM. I may or may not respond. But that's all for the FN story. It's been another wonderful episode. Thank you again, Bryson. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you, brother.